Let me tell you how I'm getting my feet summer ready. Soft, sexy, and beautiful. I am using Babyfoot, the original foot peel. It's the number one selling foot peel in America with nearly 30 million sold worldwide. They offer a selection of DIY at-home treatment products that are quick and easy to use. And the foot peel is a professional grade product at a price that makes it affordable to a wide range of consumer. It has won many beauty awards over the years and the peels are made with 16 natural ingredients. The gentle process leaves skin undamaged while removing this dead skin to reveal the fresh, healthy layer beneath like a baby's foot. Baby foot qualifies as a clean product. They are also vegan, gluten-free, and cruelty-free. For my listeners, go to www.babyfoot.com and use promo code EMOTIONAL20 for an exclusive 20% discount. That's E-M-O-T-I-O-N-A-L-2-0. This is really exciting for me because this is my first interview in which I don't know who I'm interviewing. I mean, because I usually don't know my <laughs> guests, but I don't actually even get to see you. So this is like really cool and fun. And it's a good like way into, I would say, Halloween. So I'm going to pretend that this is like <laughs> Halloween and I'm interviewing like the Haunted Mansion ghost right now, even though you're a real person um, with a real story and we're going to get into it. Atticus, welcome to Emotion Owl Support. I'm so happy um, you are here and I can't wait to introduce you to my audience. So many of them, I'm sure, already know you and love you and support you. Um, but just to learn a little bit more of your story, because you, you mm -hmm. know, someone from your team reached out to me just on a side note, so everyone knows, um, about your incredible journal, which we'll get into, called Spark. Um, and oh, you got a coffee. I did. Amazing. I got a coffee. I'm really excited. Yeah. And um, I just, there, there was just so many really interesting weird things that happened to me you know and and I think it was really cool and it was at the right moment that you all reached out um and I was so honored when you said you would be a guest on the podcast so I just kind of want to know what is Atticus's journey and story in regards to mental health and wanting to bring awareness to it in a really cool, interesting, sexy way by bringing it through poetry. I think it's so unique and special. So Atticus, what is your story? <laughs> uh, that's great. And I've never been uh, compared to a ghost before, but I really like that. And I can, I can, uh, I feel it. I felt it. Okay, cool. In a good way. And so, you know, I'm like a huge Halloween <sighs> fan where like I stayed up all night long to get a 12 foot skeleton in July. So you know, like big fan, like not insulting me. Just want to clarify. I've seen those giant skeletons. I've always wanted to get one. Where do you keep it when it's not in when it's not Halloween though? I, I gotta I have two actually, and I have a storage unit that's specifically for <laughs> Halloween. So it's really embarrassing. So there's there's that. Oh my god. <laughs> You're a real fan. Yeah. Um no, thank thank you. And and you know, likewise, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. And it's and it's great sure. to, to be here and, and talk about something, you know, as important uh as as mental health and certainly, yeah. you know, 
it's been a big part of my life. And so, you know, to just be able to chat about it and, and share my journey, I think I, I feel like other people, you know, can, can relate. Yeah. Um, but let's see, like, I, I guess I'll go back and, and kind of my, my mental health journey is pretty aligned with, with Atticus and, and who Atticus is and, and, you know, why, you know, in many reasons that I'm anonymous, um, yeah. to, be, to be honest. And so, you know, I, I never, um, set out to become a poet. I'm, I'm Canadian originally grew up in, in Vancouver, Vancouver Island. Um, and, um, moved to LA at a young age. Mm. And I, you know, certainly growing up, I, I never thought uh, about writing or, or, you know, poetic expression. Right. I think, um, unfortunately, like a, a part of being part of my generation, it, you know, you were encouraged to, as a, as a, as a man, not to, to pursue things like that. Right. And I hope and pray that, that, and I believe that, that, that kind of stuff is changing, but, you know, um, years ago, not that long ago, it just wasn't encouraged. And so, um, yeah, anyways, I, I always grew up, I, lo- I loved reading poetry. I loved kind of quotes and, and um, playing with words. Never thought I'd have anything to say. And it, it wasn't until um, years later, that, uh, I went to on this trip to France and I met this actor, a guy named Michael Madsen. He's the bad guy from Kill Bill and Reservoir Dogs and Right. I think a Justin Bieber music video at one point. Um, <laughs> claim to fame. <laughs> I'm sure he loves yeah, that. It's a great claim to fame. It really is. Um, yeah, I know. I'm sure Quentin Tarantino, sure Justin that. Bieber, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, and, and like him and I became friends and, and he, he taught me a lot about his struggles with, um, with um, <laughs> you know, uh, depression and anxiety mm. and and just, you know, years of alcoholism and, and just kind of growing up famous in, in Hollywood and, and his, his story really, really hit me hard. And, um, he's like, he told me that he just released this book of poetry. Oh, and, wow. Uh, yeah. You know, for me, this, this was like incredible. This was like the American badass, Michael Madsen, whiskey drinking, motorcycle driving, um, uh, you know, American, um, badass who was, who was, saying that poetry had saved his life writing poetry right. had saved his life and uh, he just put out a book of poetry and um you know for me that 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 was like a f- my first time that gave me kind of like permission to to, per- to explore like a more vulnerable sure. side of myself sure yeah and and so like a few days later i was in i was in france for the or paris for you know the first time and i just started writing poetry and you know, if I, if I'm super honest, it, you know, it was around that time that I lost a, a close friend of mine, a guy named, uh, um, he was, he was an actor in Hollywood and he was on the show, um, Glee and he came from the same small islands I came from and we kind of moved to LA at the same time. And I say close friend, but like, you know, we, we were just like friends in passing and mm. we just happened to be like, you know, he was a million times more famous than I you know, ever was. And, but it was just an interesting thing. And he, he, you know, I don't know if you know the story. So I never knew Corey personally, but I, you know, so many of my friends who were on Glee, including one of my like nearest and dearest, um, Jenna Ushkowitz, they were, you know, Mm -hmm. so affected by this loss because 
from what I had always heard about him was he was this larger than life personality. Um, yeah. and just such a, like a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful human. So, the, so yes, yeah. I'm very familiar and, and I, I can't even imagine what that would have been like for you, especially right. Because men didn't talk about depression and they don't talk about, yeah. you know, the hardships and I'm sure the struggle of the fame out of nowhere. And, you know, I know that he was in the program and was sober and then, you know, and was not. So I, I'm, I can't even imagine yeah. what that would be like for someone who knew him. Yeah. You know, and, and just, um, you know, like I said, it was, it was I just kind of like, you know, he, he was in Calgary and, um, and he, you know, which of all places in Canada, I think it's hard, hard to, to be in like the arts and stuff. And so, and then he moved to, um, Victoria is where, where I was, mm. um, from and yeah, you know, just, just kind of following his journey and, and, um, being a huge, huge, um, fan and, and then kind of, I say kind of, it was like complications of fame really is what is sure. what led to him passing away. And, and, and um, you know, that was a huge, it really rattled me and, and uh, you know, a lot of my, my network. And um, I, that was a huge p piece of why I chose to, to do Atticus anonymously. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Bill Murray's got this great quote that says, if you want to become rich and famous, become rich first and then see if you still want to be famous. And yeah, um, yeah I've always felt that um, the fame is just a real double-edged sword and, and yeah. you got to be really careful with it. And, and um, Atticus was just an experiment and kind of still mm -hmm. is. It's like, can you spread, you know, art and, and positivity and words and, and, um, and not have kind of recognition for it and, and um, you can't, yeah. has there ever been a moment for you where you're so almost like, I don't know. I, I don't know if overwhelmed is the right word, but just like you must get so many people writing you all the time, because I think that there's something really unique about you being anonymous and not showing who you are and not doing it for yourself. Right. So I'm sure a lot of people feel there's almost more of a comfort because it's like a stranger, right? It's like an imaginary friend. I'm sure so many people write you mm. on a daily basis with very okay. intense, intense stories. Do you ever get overwhelmed by it where you're like, what did I get myself into? Like, I'm not, yeah. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a specialist. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm just a dude yeah. that just wanted to spread positivity. Like what, what is kind of your experience with being anonymous like that yeah yeah well i mean exact i think you you nailed it and and there's i i do get um uh so many messages and and a lot of them have to do with mental health and yeah. um you know i think it's it's very humbling and and i'm sure i'm someone who's very careful not to pretend or or right. think that i right that i'm trained or a doctor and i i think you know I, i'm very clear about just just being positive being su supportive but not um not anything um clinical right you know i think that there's professionals for a reason but i think there there is like a you know i, I love what you say there it's just like you know just being kind of this um a, a anonymous friend and i i love that and i love to be that and and so i it's like one of my favorite things is just to like have conversations with dms and be curious in the dms and, and just be curious and and chat and kind of i sometimes the best thing I can do is just share some of my own story and, right. and struggles and, and um, 
you know, and tools that have, you know, worked for me, but um, yeah, you know, it, it's funny. I did this, um, I did this talk and, and I do it anonymously. I go, I wear a mask and it just happens to be this re- reflective mask. And um, I don't do it, you know, so much anymore, but it was like on one of my first book tours ever. And um, after I, after the kind of talk and my, this woman put up her hand and she's like, you know, I don't know why you, you chose a, uh, a, uh, mask that was reflective but i think it's beautiful that you did because wow. i think a lot of people see themselves in you wow yeah i was like wow that's really like, an incredible oh my poem. gosh i just got it at a halloween <laughs> nice store how did i know <laughs> yeah <laughs> i know exactly exactly um but yeah you know and certainly certainly wasn't my intent it was just kind of like cool reflective mask sure but, sure um, i i think it's um i i've I, i've always i've always loved that and you know i love um, people just like taking the words and, and making it their own and owning it themselves. And, you know, it really has nothing to do with me. It's all to do with like how the, the reader kind of reacts to it and the, the, you know, what it means for them. Well, I think what you allow is you allow people to have their own story and their own, you know, experiences. And it's kind of like you're guiding them through. And it's, it's, it's not even that it's like a safe space because I, I, I firmly believe that no place is a safe space. You can create a trusted environment and yeah. then try, but like at the end of the day, like nothing's safe. But um, <laughs> I think that you allow people to maybe open up more because in all honesty, I truly thought you were a girl. I I, I was like, oh, I'm sure like the voice is <laughs> I get that all the time. Like, I'm, but I mean, you know, because I, I just was like, there's no, there's no way I'm sure that this but, but that's what, like, I, in my imaginary, like, sense was like, oh, who do I think Atticus is? Okay, well, I've read, like, bios, I've watched some videos, like, I've, you know, read the read parts of the journal. Like, this is what I would feel. Like, it, that's how I sense. So it's kind of like everyone can mold and create who, whomever they want it to be, whomever Atticus is to them. And so you're allowing people to really use their imagination and feel vulnerable and feel like it's their own experience. It's almost, I don't know if you watch 90 Day Fiance or like Catfish or any of these like really like cheesy shows, but. I've, I've seen Catfish. I know of 90, okay. 90 so, Day Okay, so like Fiance. I love it these terrible shows. Yes, it's, it's awful. It's terrible. <laughs> They're um, so easy to watch. Oh, so easy to watch. And really good, actually. But that's besides the point. Yeah. But it's the kind of thing where you see people and you're, you, for instance, like one woman fell in love with this guy and he was his camera never worked he never had service like nothing and you're like how are you so stupid like how could you be this guy is not who you think it is it's not this like super monica but there's something like super sexy and super cool and vulnerable about like almost like not knowing what the person really is and who they are because you use your Mm -hmm. imagination creative so it's almost like people are using you as like their own therapist or like whoever they feel like the most comfortable and vulnerable around so it's like really kind of neat it's 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 i hope you keep it up and that's my next question is like is there ever a point where you're like i'm over this anonymous i want to show who i am and not even in like i want to be i want to be famous and powerful and cool like just like you're yeah. you're kind of over it and you're just like wanting to be you yeah i mean I, you know i've gone back and forth so much and it, it would have to be for the absolute right reasons i think i think the the only way it would be in the in the future if, if i just like 
continued touring and just like, you know, did it as a way to, to just like meet up, read poetry and just like, you know, have like, like you said, kind of like a safe space of just like, this is for the right reason. We're just like a bunch of people that are like reading poetry to each other. And in those kind of settings, it's like, I'm not sacred with who I am. I think it's like more for me, it's like more, um, you know, it's kind of like, you know, going back to the Corey stuff, it's kind of like an out of principle thing. It's like, can, you know, you know, do we need to be famous? Do we need to be recognized? And is there a way to just like spread love, positivity and, and art without, without doing so. And, you know, who knows if if it, if it's uh, sure it'll work, but it's kind of like my, my truth, you know? And do you have your own separate life outside of Atticus? I mean, I'm sure you do, but in a creative (laughs) space, like, do you, or do you find, like, do you almost feel like you're so enmeshed in Atticus that you've like kind of lost your own identity? (laughs) No, I don't. I don't. I feel like I I have my own, my own identity for sure. That's good. And I think there's like, yeah, you know, you can kind of like lean into that. I think we all kind of have it. I mean, I'd be interested to hear your kind of process a bit, but yeah. uh, you know, people who who have creativity and then they kind of run businesses, it's it's two sides of the brain so much sure. so much of the time and and you kind of have to like dive into the creative side sometimes and then really dive into the kind of business side and and they're both important and they're both necessary and um um yeah so i was i was just watching that uh arnold documentary on netflix about arnold schwarzenegger and and he he was saying the same thing he's like you know there's two sides to every movie there's like the artist that's making the movie and then there's like the promoting of it and it's you kind of have to learn how to how to do both Um, yeah you have to you know you totally have to navigate it it's interesting i feel like for me um I don't know if you know this, but I live with bipolar disorder. And so for me, it was something that I was always told that I had to hide like as an actress and I never shared it on set and nothing um, because everyone would always say, oh, they'll label you as crazy. They'll label you as a diva. It's going to show up late. And it had nothing to do with that. Like I never almost had a manic episode on set. It was never that situation. But it was always like playing the part, you know, of like, oh, I'm I'm the good, yeah. you know, the good person. And so I I totally do understand that where finally for me, it got overwhelming. And I was like, I just don't give a shit anymore. Like, I'm just going to be who I am. Yeah. <laughs> and if this could help one person, yeah. because, you know, another thing that you do, which I think is really cool, is like when you share stories and you share experiences, other people grab onto those and goes, oh, wow, like wow, he experienced that and he, you know, understands what it's like. I'm going to, you know, share my story for someone because maybe that can save someone's life. And that's what happened with me is I started hearing other people talking about, you know, bipolar disorder and how they were thriving and they were talking about, you know, suicidal ideations and how they got over those and, and, and they went through that hump like just like I did. And I'm like, oh, wow, if I could help one person the way that all these people have helped me, why wouldn't I share that? And... Yeah. And I think that that's what, when it's, when the time is right to share and you're comfortable, you know, waiting and, and knowing that a lot of people are going to come to you and ask questions. Um, I think it's the best way to, you know, really help others out in the world. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think he totally, totally nailed it. And it's so true. And, and it's like, it's just an unfortunate part of society or has been in, you know, in 
in years. Yeah. I, I think it's getting better now, but like, just like in the past, it's like, no one can talk about it. It's like, how are you doing? Oh, I'm fine. I'm great. You know, if you say anything other than that, people are like, you know, Oh, you're, you're a pariah or something. Or like, yeah. what's wrong with you? Just, just play the, play the rules of, yeah. of society as we've laid them out. And I think it's dangerous because everyone starts thinking, Oh God, I'm alone. I'm the only person that's sad. None of my friends are sad. None of my friends are struggling. And, you know, I think if you, pull away the curtain you'd realize that everybody's going through different levels of this stuff it's, sure. you know no one's no one's what they seem and honestly like you, you know you probably would would um you know know this better anyone anyone but like and social media is like the, the worst for that because it's like yeah. hey here's my highlight reel here's how perfect everything is and um you know everyone compares himself to that yeah, I mean, I think social media is absolutely the worst, yet I'm obsessed with it. And, yeah, <laughs> and, I know. and I'm also like, real. you know, I'm also <laughs> of the mentality of, for me, like I have a one-year-old and everyone always asks me, uh -huh. like, how are you going to raise her? Like, how are you going to, and for me, like I was raised amongst technology because both my parents were in it. And I mm. think that there's totally a balance, right? There's a balance. And I think if you trust your kid and you show them the right things at the right time and, and let them know that it could be a cool place and not, you know, stress them out. I think that there's way of like, I don't know, maybe not. We'll see what happens. She's, yeah. only, one. She's only one right now. So we'll That's see. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that it, <laughs> yeah. it, it really is a balance, but it was interesting because um, I'm a ambassador for NAMI, the National Alliance on Mental Illness. And I hosted wow. um, one of their, um, they had like this convention kind of thing that was virtual. And they had me interview a bunch of different ambassadors, um, like past ones, new ones. And there was this girl and I don't remember her name. So I feel like such a bad person that I don't remember this. But what <sighs> my point was is she is anonymous in the sense where she's like, I don't even know how they do the technology, but basically like, she has a camera that turns her into an anime kind of thing. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. It's so crazy because she has, she's this huge YouTube following, this huge TikTok following, and she promotes like AI and mental health and awareness and positivity and love, like oh, yeah. as this anime. And she was, I'm so sad that I don't remember her name, but I, I will find it and let everyone know because she was so awesome. But it was so cool how she put a spin on technology and she put a spin on social yeah. media. And she was like, you know what? The thing is, is I, you know, live in the middle of nowhere. And she's like, it's very hard to find, you know, therapists and stuff like that. And there are people who are real therapists, real doctors who share incredible insight and incredible information on you know social media platforms and if you can find those people yeah. it can help you so much so instead of always like going oh it's so negative it's so negative try to find some of the positive there and share that with other people so they don't feel alone you know because we all know therapy is expensive it's a, you know yeah it, it actually i i you you bring up a good point and i think like people villainize you know things like instagram TikTok, whatnot but um you know, one thing TikTok is incredible for is just like sharing of information and, yeah. you know, whether it's like how to deal with your ADHD or whether like how to like 
you know, to deal with anxiety, that, that stuff's all on there. And yeah. If, yeah, to your point, like if you follow the right accounts and people, um, there is like a, an abundance of sharing of ideas and methods and, and uh, a compounding effect of that for society could be really positive. But yeah, it does, you know, obviously comes with a negative, but there are positive positive sure but there's ideas. I agree and there's negatives in everything in life you know what I mean so I think it yeah. was but it was really cool because it was very similar to you of this anonymous you know person um you know and she was a I guess yeah. she's a character you know as an anime character and it's like so crazy because her anime is like all like robotic and it's like and that's how I conducted this yeah. whole interview so I guess I'm you're not the first like ghost person this <laughs> is different yeah, <laughs> I'm the second ghost person. You're the second yeah. ghost person. She had a little more creativity with her look. I'll say that. But that's okay. <laughs> I'm just a black box, probably. Just a black box. But that's okay. We'll go with it. We'll go with it. Well, what I want to know is you've written all these amazing books and you've done all these like really cool like videos and stuff. But how did you come up with Spark with the journal? Because I think the journals help people so much. Journaling really helped me during my pregnancy because I had a really tough pregnancy. Right. And I didn't find myself yeah. being someone that ever liked to write things down, but I constantly was writing yeah. on notepads and putting things everywhere and just letting those thoughts. Cause I, I, I'm a firm believer in like, once you say something out loud or you write it, like it's just, it's a fake thought. You know what I mean? It's just like, it's not real. Yeah. It's you put it out there. And so I think that this is really so special spark that they, that, that you like created this and it's easy. It's like, yeah. why now? Like what, tell me the, the, the story behind <laughs> yeah. Spark. Well, you know, it's a, it's, it's a, an interesting story. So, I mean, you kind of touched on it, but like the, the first, the first line in, in Spark is this journal saved my life. And, and it's very true. You know, it's like, I'm someone who has, has like a lot of us just like struggled with huge ups and downs in my life. And, um, and, you know, I've always struggled to find the kind of tools to help. And um, one thing I, I, I used to do is um, I, anytime I had like an amazing, positive, like memorable thought is mm -hmm. I would just go write, um, write, write it down. I just, in this one journal, I just write it down. It's like, God, that was like, that was awesome. I want to remember that. And it, it was just a few words to remind me uh, of this like greater thought, this greater memory. Um, and, and um, I kept doing that. And what I realized is like, I filled up this whole journal and then I filled up another journal and I just kept doing it. And it's been like a part of my, my, my life ever yeah. since is just like, every time I have this like one, and it's not like a whole paragraph. It's no. like, it's the shortest thing yeah. ever, just enough, just enough to give to spark like a greater thought and a positive memory. And um, I found that like anytime I was feeling this kind of like down or feeling, you know, negative or, or whatever, I'd go in and I'd read, open one of these journals and it was incredible how it worked. It was like, you, you just start reading these things and yeah. each one's sparking this like incredible memory and you're like, okay, that's good. And, and by the end of a few pages, you're just like, you're back, you know, you're, right. it, it, it became such a, a, a an incredibly valuable tool for me in, in just, um, you know, in my mental health. And, and um, I was talking about it on, uh, on a podcast and, you know, the, the host was like, why, why don't you make one of those for other people? 
And um, I was, I'd never really thought about it. I, right. I was like, oh, well, this would just work for me. And like, no one else wants to do this right. stuff. And yeah. people have their own journaling thing. And the, they're like, yeah, well, people have their like negative journaling things so often at the time where they kind of pour their, their darkness into a journal, yeah. which is like incredibly therapeutic. Sure. And I do that as sure. well. But I think what we forget to do is just like, is, is also have the positive. And, um, and I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. And so we started working on it with my publisher and they loved the idea. And, and so we came out with like the spark, the one sentence sentence journal, and we wanted it to like have this soft cover, you know, that, that just like felt warm and we want people to fill them up with all of their greatest joys, every little spark you know, that would, yeah. that would, you know, ignite one of these great memories. And so that's where it came from. And, and, you know, the hope is that it, it kind of gives people the same, um, the same, you know, wonderful hug that, that it's done for me. And it's been such an, you know, invaluable tool in my, in my arsenal. What is your favorite quote, maybe that sparks um, positivity for you if you're feeling down? <laughs> you know, my grandfather used to say this. Yeah, yeah, no, it's great. Um, I, I, I mean, I have, I have so many, but um, and every time I, I get a new one, I'll put it up there. Um, but um, my grandfather used to say, "This too shall pass," and you know, I say that I, all the time. I find myself saying that. Yeah, I know. It's just like it's it's so easy to think that like the yeah. moment the the emotion, the sadness, the like fear, whatever anxiety won't pass. You're like, okay, I'm, I'm having an episode. I'm, I'm going to be sad forever, you know, but uh, just like a, a reminder that, you know, this stuff comes in waves and it's like, yeah, this too shall pass. And um, that, that's always helped me. And, and, you know, I have my kind of like mon mantras and all that, but uh, well, yeah. I will say this too <laughs> shall pass is something that I say all the time. I say it all the time on the podcast too, because it really, whenever I had, like when I had my first panic attack, I was like, I thought I had a stroke and I went to the hospital because I was like, that's what this is. Like I'm wow. having a stroke, you know, I, I really firmly like believed it. And I've done that twice. Like, even though both times they're like, no, you're just crazy. Um, but, <laughs> but it was okay. Yeah. But I, what I <laughs> learned is I always say this too shall pass because it does, you know, it's just like, if you, especially for me, like for panic attacks, it may not be for everyone, but the advice that yeah. I always give is this too shall pass. But also like, let that, like feel that emotion, like let it, yeah, let the panic come it. over you because you're going to feel so much better in the end. And you just have to like, let it, let it live, like feel your feels. Like that's the other thing I always say, you know, yeah, because it's so important feel, yeah. for you to do that. And I love that. That's what your grandpa said. Um, that's so special. It sounds like you had a great relationship with him and that's so cool. Maybe you were inspired with poetry by your grandpa. I don't know. It's really cool. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, he's been such a, you know, important part of, and he, he's, he's, he's passed away now, but, um, yeah, he was a huge mentor for me and just like someone who I aspire to be more like and um, I just really hold on to those kind of like little nuggets yeah. that he, that he gave me while alive. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, I love it. I'm looking at a picture behind, behind the monitor. Cute. Actually. Well, all, I can't see. Yeah. I can't see. <laughs> I know. I know. Everyone's well, like, no, she can see. No, I well, can't see. I promise guys. <laughs> I cannot see anything. What is something Atticus that you would say to the younger generation? Um, those kids who are really lost right now, 
who feel alone, who maybe experienced, you know, COVID in a very isolating way and are just trying to find connection. Because that's, I don't know if your experience, but that's the experience I've heard from so many people in my life yeah. um, and people who have written that connection was so lost that they feel so lost. So what is something that maybe you would, would yeah. share with, with that? Yeah, that's, that's such, um, that's, that's so powerful. And I, I found the same just in, in the kind of uh, messages that I've received on socials and things. It's just like, you know, more lost than ever. And, and I, I hope and think we're coming out of that. And, and I yeah. think it's a different journey for everyone, obviously, but um, yeah, you know, just, just the, you probably heard that Winston, Winston Churchill quote, never, 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 never give up, mm-hmm. you know, just keep, keep going. And, and, and no, it's like, we said it earlier, this too shall pass. And, you know, it, it, um, it can, it can look dark. Um, but, you know, you just can't, you can't just, you can't give up on it and, and it, it will change. It will get better. Um, it always does. And um, yeah, just remember the good. Just get a spark journal and, and just write the positivity of all your life because everyone has those those positive positive moments. Even um, just one, I mean, just finding one positivity. And I'll tell you, it's the weirdest thing. Like having a, a, a kid is so strange because they oh, yeah. see positivity in literally everything. Like my daughter waves <laughs> to every bush, to every tree because everything is living to her, you know, and everything is yeah. alive. And we have to remember that, you know, Everything is alive around oh, us so and everything has power and, you know, there's some something special there. So what is next for Atticus? Like what's, I mean, obviously this is big that you <laughs> created this journal, but is there any, like something that you are just like craving to do that, that that's, you know, on the horizon? Yeah. Well, you know, I've, I've been doing a lot of, I've been really like loving. Um, I mean, if, if you've kind of followed my journey, I just love to like, weave poetry into everything and mm. and so you know i i i loved red wine and so like i created this wine brand lost poet and cool. i love coffee and i started poet coffee it was like everything that i loved i would i would do and um and so i've really been i just released this uh uh more lab diamond uh engagement ring um Fun. company and it's just like i just like and everything every ring comes with with poetry woven into it and um uh and a story and you know i just like i think my like life goal is to just bring more poetry into the world in, yeah. in any way i can and 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 so it's been so fun but a couple things that um that are coming up is is one i'm releasing a new book lvoe volume two which that. i'm i'm very excited about it wow. yeah so oh volume um, two amazing it's um wow. volume two yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So uh, I released volume one, and this is my first time doing a volume two, which wow. is is very exciting. And then um, I want to. This is this is probably what I'm most excited about. Is I'm I want to release a uh, uh, a children's book. Amazing. And um, I know I'm I'm kind of working on it right now, and I'm and I'm very very excited about it. And uh, you know what? I I should also keep this secret, but um, a uh, movie producer reached out to me the other day and wants to make a film out of one of one of my kind of two lines of the story. Amazing. So, I mean, that would be the 
Oh next adventure for sure oh my yeah. god well i love the movie thing but i have to say i'm more excited about the kids book i have to be honest because i know being, I'm, I'm being like, a mom yeah. and reading kids books all the time and seeing what's out there there's some really <laughs> amazing ones and then there's some where you're just like and there needs to be more like mindfulness more love more positivity more yeah you know and, and there are some that are out there and i've been lucky enough to interview a lot of author like kids authors that that children's authors that have made these amazing books but but i think that that would be so special and so unique or even like a journal like i guess this journal could work for like preteen and stuff because these are like the important i, I don't know i'm just i'm such a firm believer yeah. in the next the, the the not the next generation because i guess the next generation would be in their 20s for me but um but you know the baby <laughs> generation like i just think that there's so much in their hands that that we can just see the whole world absolutely change and i think that it's so yeah. exciting yeah i agree i mean i i think um in terms of like compassion and kindness i'm very excited about that next generation you know this this uh upcoming generation because yeah. i think they have a lot of compassion and kindness comparatively um but yeah yeah kids books and I, and, and like you know to, to, to what you're saying, it's hard to find a good one. And I've, I've like read a bunch to my little nephew and um, I'm like, God, this is boring. Yeah. And I'm like, if I, you know, I feel like I think like a kid a lot of the time. And I was like, God, I would have, sure. I would have done something so different than this. Sure. And I also like, you know, the parents are the ones reading it so often. I'm like, yeah. I want it, I want it to work on more than one level. Yes. You know, like a, you know how Pixar movies, if, if you're an adult or a kid, yes. you kinda, you're in on the joke. Yes. Um, and that's what I'm excited about doing is just like, um, yeah, just doing, doing that. So, oh my gosh. Well, yeah, I very excited about, I very can't excited. wait for that. And the movie. That's very exciting. Atticus, <laughs> I'm going to ask you yeah. the question that I ask everyone. Um, what is your yeah. emotional support? What is my emotional support? Um, gosh, that's a good question. Um, it could be anything. There's so no I, you know what it is? It's my, uh, it's my, I got a golden retriever oh, and cute. talk about unconditional love. Her yeah. name's popcorn. And I'm like, I'm like, every time I see her and she just like smiles at me and wags her tail. And it's like, I've been gone for, it's, oh. it's like, I've been gone for 10 years. And she's, she's just like, it's unconditional love. And she's so happy. And I'm, and I'm like, I don't deserve this kind of love. Right? <laughs> love. Uh, I'm like, uh, Not yeah, that so you that's don't my, deserve that that's kind my of new love. Emotional. I didn't mean it like that. No, I, I just know. said like I know with dogs, it's like I didn't. It's unbelievable <laughs> the the unconditional it's love unbelievable. you get. I know. It's like I didn't know I could. I know. Be. Is it is is popcorn a puppy? Yeah, she's 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 just ten months, and oh. she's on my Instagram actually. I uh, I posted her on there, and she's she's just like such a good positive like beam of hope in the world. Right? I just love her. It's oh hilarious. She cracks me up. Well, Atticus, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank I you. hope it was easy and fun and not um, annoying. So and easy. So fun. Good. Um, and <laughs> how can everyone find you? Yeah, I mean, it, it, Instagram's probably the best uh, uh, Atticus, at Atticus Poetry, um, or just Google Atticus Poetry. And, and uh, yeah, you can find me. And I'd love to DM. I'd love to hang. And yeah. Um... <laughs>